and every night after dinner, my wife erases the dishes. <laughs> to introduce our guest star, that's what I'm here to do. So it really makes me happy. Welcome, everyone. To a very special Mr. Mouth and the Electric Project episode <laughs> of Be Kind Rewind. I am Dan Teets, and with me, as always, Kara Hawkins. I, I wanted to be like an I am rolling my eyes. No, we are not here to do Mr. Mouth and the Electric Boogaloo. We are here to discuss Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Known only as Muppets Mayhem on the Disney Plus streaming service. It is a Disney original, so there are no release dates. Well, there are, but I didn't look to see what they were. Um, Basically, long story short, this is the story of a band that had a record deal that they never fulfilled. And there is a, shall we say, secretary... Administrative assistant, executive administrative assistant. What would you consider Nora? Um, yeah, she's probably some kind of production assistant or admin assistant. Um, she's trying to save her job and, and discovers that the band owes them an album because they had gotten an advance of four hundred and twenty thousand dollars, which is a very iffy number. But hey, it was probably done during the 70s, so that was probably a good number, and they didn't know what 420 meant back then. <laughs> and so the show is a rollicking good time where we follow their travails, troubles, triumphs, cult leadership during one episode that we will get into to get the album produced and what happens after. So the first episode, which is actually entitled, let me get back to it. Can you picture that? Has a three, I'm going to actually read the synopsis on each of these because they're really quick and very easy. It says, Nora Singh is, a, is an assistant at Waxtown Records and is disheartened to learn that her boss is shutting down the company. Going through the files while she's shredding them, she learns that Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem owes the label an album. She convinces the band to come to L.A. to record, but finds it difficult to manage their impulses and lack of direction. Things get even more difficult when Dr. Teeth is revealed to be a former lover of the boss and owner of Waxdown Records, Penny. See, like I said, quick and easy. The show actually starts with Nora singing I Want to Rock and Roll All Night and Part of Every Day. Which is a running gag throughout the entire series, which I thought was funny, like in the first scene when we see it. Um, But the longer it went on, the more annoyed I was. Because she's like, yeah, I, I mean, I can see why it's funny, but I... Because this is something that I do every day in my life with my children, I was like, no, you're wrong. Like, you have the internet. Look it up. Uh, but maybe maybe that's just my experience, like, jading me and keeping me from enjoying yeah. a funny joke. <laughs> and so after we have This is the Cold Open, we cut to the mayhem rocking out somewhere. We don't exactly know where. And we actually see full body images of the entire mayhem, which was weird because I'm used to seeing them just waist up. Mm-hmm. And this happens maybe three or four times during the show. And I wonder if they actually had people playing them or if it was full body puppets or how they actually did it. Or yeah. if it was very good CG. I hope it wasn't... I hope it wasn't computer animated. Um, just because, like, puppets as a, as a like, medium, I don't know if that's the word I want, but, like, I like I had this thought a couple different times. Like, it's so fun to, to still have puppets as, like, a valid um, way to tell a story or, like, as characters in the real world when you do have so much CGI. Because they're real, like you can touch them, and I, I love that so much. So I really hope that they were doing like the kind of Muppet magic, like when you would see Kermit sitting in a chair, um, 
you know, in the 70s and 80s. And it was like they have a way to do that with mirrors, mm-hmm. something like that. But they were dancing a lot. So I don't know. So we cut back to Wax Records and Penny tells Nora to start shredding documents because she's shutting down the industry, as we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. And she starts going through the papers, and we see the different um, records that she has actually, or the different bands, I guess, that she has actually worked with. And one of them was the Art Garfunkel Project. I have no clue why they zoomed in on that one, but it was right before the um, documentary with Ryan Seacrest and a whole bunch of cameos that made me laugh. Where she yeah, found. The... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, just, just the. Like, it looked like an episode of, like, Behind the Music or something mm-hmm. with Ryan Press hosting and, like, the cameos and them talking about the Electric Mayhem, like, their real band was super fun. Like, all these popular artists from Chris Stapleton to Lil Nas X, just great. Super fun. And so this is where she finds out that they owe um, Penny a record. And so she starts to try to track them down. And we hear something that needed to be put on a shirt, and it was never um, finished, which is one mind, one melody, one mayhem. And with all the shirts that Moog, who is the number one roadie of the, sh- of the whole band that he wears, I'm surprised that he never had one that actually said that. I know. I have it in my notes a few times. I like Moog's shirt. I like Moog's shirt. Like, I need all these shirts. Yeah, and I was actually, towards the end of the show, I was trying to find where I could get Dr. Teeth shirts. And, unfortunately, Disney has dropped the ball and has no actual Dr. Teeth shirts on there. It's all third-party sales. Mm, Well, that's a bummer. So... Is it just me, or is Zoot stoned for 93% of this entire series? He, like, has some moments where he says things that are so, like, wise and smart and relevant. Um, And then the rest of the time, he has no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, it's quite possible. Yeah. And... The entire series was made by Animal. I I could have had a 10-episode arc with just Animal following people around, repeating words like, Nora, Nora, or hi. Yeah, Animal, like, shows up. I mean, he does this in everything where he, whatever he's in, he makes it better, Mm -hmm. which, like, Animal as an agent of chaos, that... Like, it, it should stress me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he makes everything that he's in better, especially the series. Um, where he, they, there's an, well, I guess, are we going to talk about this episode by episode? Because I can hold on to some of these thoughts. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to play it by ear and we may combine some if we're starting to run a little bit longer than what we were anticipating. So... The last two notes that I have on episode one was where Janice tells Nora that she's going to pay them back in groove. And Nora's like, um, that's not a real thing. And so they all move into Penny's sister's house. And Sergeant Pepper, which I never caught that until the third rewatch of the show, challenges Billy Corgan of NWA Wrestling to a wrestling match. And I just laughed because, of course, he's Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins, but now he's a wrestling promoter, and the two worlds just collide so perfectly, and it never gets paid off. Yeah, and they they had opportunities to bring that back. Yeah. So they end up with a cliffhanger, literally with Animal hanging off the front of the van, which also never gets paid off about how they actually got to there, what happened to them, or whatever. Yeah. And that leads into episode two, which is called True Colors, 
which says Nora tries to get the band to work on the album and superfan Moog agrees to help. The band gets to work on song ideas by throwing a party while Nora tries to convince Penny not to sell Waxtown Records music catalog to JJ, who is now a wealthy app developer. And Janice's allergies to lies complicate matters, so Nora tries to convince Zed to produce the Mayhem's album. Um, so... This episode, um, like Janice's allergies to lies, um, I think was the thing I cared about the most in the episode. <laughs> but um, I didn't. Uh, there were a lot of funny things, like like so many jokes, just everywhere mm-hmm. throughout the whole series. But I didn't like this episode. Um, for the most part, because it's, um, I, I can't remember if it's this one or the next one that is the last time it happens, but like Nora spends so much of the, the first episode for sure. And for a sure. lot of this for sure, um, just <laughs> like trying to motivate them by, um, lying to them or being very misleading or, um, I don't know. She's, She's kind of a jerk. I guess the story is that like includes her transformation by the end of the mm-hmm. series. But I, I thought this one was so annoying to watch because even after she, um, you know, realizes it's her fault and she apologizes um, for lying to them, we see her behavior continue. Um, into the next episode and the next episode. So I don't know. I I, just, I didn't enjoy this one as much as the first one, except that um, like one of my notes that I did like is in the cold open animals, like enamored with Nora mm-hmm. and he's like trying to give her all of these gifts and the gifts just get more and more unhinged as, as it goes to the point, like the last one he's like surgery and pops up behind you with knives. And he's um, in a surgeon's outfit at that point. Yes. And yeah. then we do meet yeah. Nora's ex, JJ. Um, I was annoyed with him through most of the rest of the series, too. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to enjoy this, but I didn't like it as much. So Animal in a Cold Open is amazing. I I would, and I wrote in the next episode, why can't we just have an, a show about animal? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, where it would make certain people be triggered just because of the out there-ness and the ferocity to <laughs> use a Dr. Teeth word of animal. It's not, it's all done in love and he latches on to something and he won't let go until everything's fine. Yeah. So, they move into the shack, and we cut after the opening to Dr. Teeth and Pepper playing Pong in black and white on a TV. And so Nora comes in and starts talking to them about getting the act together. And it ends up being one of the most epic mayhem parties ever. And I'm wondering what you have to do to get an invite to one of these parties. Even though, once again, that might trigger me to have that many people in that small of a place and but Janice is all about being non-confrontational during like the first four or five episodes and then we ultimately find out why and now that I'm reading my notes back during the last episode when Nora can actually understand lips mm-hmm. it's because she's become a part of the family it didn't actually hit me until just now that Lips had a coherent thought during the second episode, and it may have been because she was starting to become one of them at that point in time. Oh, yeah. She just kind of gradually understands more. Yeah, because as the show goes along, you hear Lips become more and more coherent, and I don't know if it was just with her. Well, I mean, of course, everybody else in the band would understand them because they've been around him for 50-plus years, Yeah, but still... And my last note on the second episode was how did Moog get Darren the goat back? Because Animal just releases the goat 
after Nora almost dies trying to climb the mountain to get to Zed. And then we end the episode with Darren and the entire mayhem climbing up the mountain and Darren and Moog are at the very end and then Darren drags Moog off and Animal says, Bye! (laughs) I don't even have that in my notes. (laughs) See, I forgot about the goat. Well, and, and and it was another one of the ever-increasing love gestures, which means that animals gift, animals love languages gifts. Mm-hmm. Obvious. So, episode three is called Exile on Main Street, and it says Zed offers to produce the Mayhem's album in his studio, but uses samples of them to mix a song about Al, or through AI. Animal feels angry as he thinks the band no longer needs him, so he goes to look for a regular job. While the band searches for their drummer, Nora gets into a fight with her sister and moves out. Once again, the cold open, Animal playing Simon as a drummer shows that he knows rhythm, which something later on, I think, Hannah said, who knew that Animal had good rhythm? Um, hello? He's a drummer? Yeah. And this was where I said, why can't we have a show about Animal? Or at the very end when it was Floyd and Baby Animal. Or Mm -hmm. a show about the two of them. And the hijinks that would have ensued. Um, Yeah, I felt like this episode, like you see Animal gets upset because they're using, um, you know, modern technology, like Mm -hmm. drum machines and loops and whatever. And one of them kind of offhandedly is like we almost don't even need animal and he like i mean as you would takes that extremely personally and leaves um i loved the montages of animal trying different jobs Mm -hmm. Um, and i loved like ben schwartz as the guy helping him like with employment just because i love ben schwartz but um i loved seeing animal as an assistant, as a chef. Um, I can't remember what else he does, but... Well, he was a chef. He worked as a receptionist, which kind of made me wonder why can't a receptionist just hang up on everybody? Mm -hmm. And his first job was as a... um, Yeah, what do you call him? Maybe that was all he did, but it was enjoyable. It's enough. Yeah, there, there, there was a third one. And so Zed takes clips of everybody and he puts them all together in a offbeat un ununderstandable music montage and then the next thing that we see we have the entire band in the studio together and i thought that the whole purpose of him doing what he had done was that way they didn't have to be together so then they have this person that i have no clue who she was she comes in and creates the masterpiece about mayhem and they just give them away and janice says well you can't own a song like you can't own land or books or ponchos and i was like once again totally i mean it made me laugh at the time of the that it happened so that's episode three i wish they would give me more animal give me an animal spinoff i'm I'm talking to you disney plus you've heard us tell you what we don't want to see Animal was what actually made the um, the Muppet show on Disney Plus good, in my opinion. Because those are the parts that I was actually looking for. So we move on to episode four, which... Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, I forgot about the cliffhanger at the end of episode three, which ends with Moog falling through the floor, and we find out that they've discovered a recording studio along with Cheech and Chong, in the basement of the shack and they decide to self-record their own album however moog and nora clash over what direction to take with the album and janet puts janice puts it on herself to make pace between nora and hannah yeah um so the whole like sisters subplot of this series i could have done without Mm -hmm. um I wish they would have resolved it sooner, but now we're into episode four and they're still like trying to work that out. And like, I know part of it plays into Janice's story, Mm -hmm. but I I wish they would have wrapped it up sooner. 
I didn't need it to go as many episodes as it did, except in episode three, there was a really funny scene where um, Janice is trying to like be the mediator between the two sisters. And she's like, okay, that's enough cleansing enough. That's enough. (laughs) And and she's just so chill, but she's like, all right, well, I'm just going to leave now. And that was funny. And, almost made the rest of that conflict worth it, but I wish it would have been shorter. Well, the cold open made me want to stop watching and actually listen to David Bowie, The Beatles, Hendrix, and Zeppelin. Yeah. Because the fact that they talk about, well, we should be able to play that perfectly free right here in our own van. And considering the fact that The Beatles are actually on Disney+, Plus. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they have at least like started to play yesterday or something? But whatever. Yeah. I liked um, that little breaking of the fourth wall that happens there, though, where he says that and they all kind of turn to look into the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt very Muppety to me because they do that in so many other things. Yeah. So that was I liked that. And so this is where we find out that Moog, who has been pushing his demo, is actually, his demo is the um, Mayhem's concert album, which, honestly, why couldn't that have been the the album? Yeah. But then we wouldn't have had the resolution and everything like that. But we find out that Moog has a very sweet trailer that he has been living in. And so we get several more cameos. And I would totally buy a mumble rap version of Rockin' Robin with <laughs> lips singing the part. And that's all my notes on episode four. Yeah, the Rockin' Robin thing was funny because they like they make it into a sad song, and it made me really pause and like, is it sad? Like, does he have a choice, the mm-hmm. Robin, as to whether to rock? Um, Moog's trailer was so cool because he kind of lives in it, but it's also. A recording and mixing studio Mm -hmm. Um, but so like my biggest takeaway from this episode was um janice's bedroom it's just a like a beautiful room of pillows and um like scarves and lamps and stained glass windows and Mm -hmm. i just thought i want that's what I want, like a secret room in my house that's just beautiful curtains and pillows and and different textures and um, it it looked very cozy and colorful, but also um, I don't know, kind of uh, I can't uh, the word that I want is escaping me, but it just looked like a place that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And she says she subscribes to free range resting. I was like, yes, Janice, I would. She starts accidentally starts a cult later. I would join the cult if it For meant that sure. I got. If I could hang out in a room like that, I would join the Frasherlian. So episode five is where I think this show actually jumped the shark, because episode five, episode six, episode seven, and episode nine didn't need to be there. This could have been a five episode. Or a six-episode series and been done. Because we, yeah. we episode five, they're struggling to write new material. So Nora takes them on a retreat to the desert. Events take a turn for the weird when Nora and the band eat a bag of expired marshmallows from 30 years ago. And starts hallucinating while Moog tries to keep everyone under control. So uh. we start off with a cold open that made no sense at all. Because the mayhem for lack of a better term, are a blues rock band. And yet they're jamming out to German death metal, it sounded like. They want to headbang so bad. They're all in, like, neck braces, which is funny. Like, I guess they've been to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't need this to make sense for me to love it because um, they're just, like, what made it so great is seeing these, like, puppets straining to try not to headbang and further hurt themselves. And Dr. Teeth finally says, the power of rock compels us. And they just go. Um, I, so I agree with you. This is where this series kind of started to drag. Um, I said kind (laughs) of, I meant really, this is where it really starts to drag. And I, 
was relieved when you just said that it could have been a shorter series and been just as good or better because um, it was after this episode that I was starting to catch myself like checking out. Hmm. Um, Like I know I told you that like I kind of crammed this all into a day. I, I mean, watched half of it and then I picked up at episode five where I had left off and um, it was where I started to really have trouble paying attention, even with all the medicine that helps me pay attention to things. <laughs> I was struggling. Um, I did think that they're like marshmallow hallucinations. Like that was so funny. I almost missed it. I didn't realize that they had only eaten old marshmallows. Um, there's a joke I think at the end of this episode where they're about to go somewhere else, or maybe it's later in the series, and Janice is like, don't forget the marshmallows. Yeah, that, that, was, that was in the final episode. That was in the final episode. Okay, well, that callback in the final episode was so funny and unexpected that it almost made this worth it. But, yeah, the, the better part of the episode is them hallucinating, and it's like focusing on their fears. Yeah, and Zoot, for some reason, is the only one that doesn't eat any. And because he's taking pictures with his Polaroid camera and somehow he can see their visions. I was not understanding it. And Yeah, maybe it fits with your theory that perhaps he was stoned throughout. That, like, he didn't take any, but he was still having this, like, seeing what some of what they were seeing. Because even mm-hmm. his pictures show yeah. all of their hallucinations. So I wonder if that played a part in it, that he was, like, already there, so it didn't, like, seem out of the ordinary to him or something. And it kind of made me wonder that, because when Moog looks at the bag and sees that they expired in 1992, he said, oh, 92, well, we've got another month left. It's like, um, <laughs> dude, 20th, 21st century, man. But, yeah, we have... Yeah. A very talkative, very verbose, very articulate animal, baby mm-hmm. animal, which would once again make for a great TV show. So Disney Plus, get on it. Yeah. We have Weird Owl for some reason in a, in a Lion King parody. We have Lips with a Save the Cheerleader, Save the World. Dr. Teeth in a Nightmare Before um, Christmas parody. <laughs> and so we go through all that and then they're back and Nora somehow has a bed in the pile. I don't know if you noticed that. I, until just now. She actually has a little twin bed on top of all the pillows. So I unnecessary did not need to have an LSD vision episode unless that's something that all rock artists have to have to be good. I don't know. Yeah. But it ends with Nora answering the door, and we jump to day or to track six, which is entitled "Fortunate Son," which they're unpleasantly surprised by a visit from Doctor T's estranged parents, who want to come home and take over the dental practice. Nora tries to help him get back on track, and meanwhile, Animal's trying to give Moog an important message about Nora. Mm-hmm. So Doctor T starts off in Louisiana. Because he loves crawfish. And for some reason, Sergeant Pepper, which once again, I never caught that until the middle of this episode, that it's actually a Beatles reference, uh-huh. keeps popping up all throughout the episode. And the mom doesn't like him. And Gerald just keeps saying, yup, until the very end. And then we've got Animal talking about Nora and mm. Nora and Nora and Nora. And then he says that Dr. Teeth has to go through his creative mandate. I literally laughed when I heard that. I was like, that's, that's so animal. Uh, yeah. So I can't remember if this was in the list of episodes you thought this series didn't need. Um, I didn't want to like this one, just but it was because of Dr. Teeth's parents were mm-hmm. so annoying. Mm-hmm. I hated them. I think you're supposed to, but I really, really hated them. Um, that aside, I liked this because you get to see like the band's origin, how mm-hmm. how it meets um, Floyd, and how the band is formed, despite you know his parents 
expecting him to go into like their family dentistry business because he really is Dr. T, a real doctor. Um, mm. I, so I liked that. I loved Animal. Like you see, he's on to um, he's on to Moog's crush, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like some of the moments where he just keeps repeating Nora is like the way he like his inflection and his tone, just so cute because he sees it and he's like mm-hmm. trying to tell Moog like you love her. Yeah. And in denial. Um, what's the, they have to go, let's see, hang on, my notes are a little scattered, but yeah, uh, Dr. Teeth has to like go through this process of like whatever this, there's like so many steps um, and it always ends with him telling his parents no and Jan, that, you know, they're all like, just, you just have to wait it out. It could take a day, it could take decades. Yeah. Um, and Nora is like, we don't have that much time. But one of the like phases is romantic impulsivity, which made me laugh because like he bursts into um, Penny's office and is like professing his love. Um, and so like she's in, she's sitting there eating like hot wings, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, she, like, she loves like, a hot wing. The only thing I like more than a wing is a ring, which. I don't know. That made me laugh so much. It was like, oh, that's relatable. If I liked hot wings, that's probably what my attitude would be. And I've had hot wings twice this <laughs> watching this while I've been watching this show. So my last note on this was teeth implants a gold floss cap into his teeth, and that just automatically becomes one of his one of his front teeth. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works or why it works, but it works, and we end the episode with um, with the parents swapping places. The dad becomes verbose, and the mom becomes yelp, and we just roll out and get back to the making of the record, and I think Penny gave them another week to finish the episode, mm-hmm. or was that, an ep- was that an episode seven that she got the extra week? I don't know. Um, I think they're trying, uh, no, episode seven, Penny's around for some of that. Um, But by the end, it's when they have, like, most of a track list and, Mm -hmm. like, a new song. So it's like, all right, this is really happening. Yeah. And so episode seven, which, I'm sorry, once again, another episode that didn't really need to be done, especially the way that they did it. It's entitled Eight Days a Week. And Nora tries to build hype by getting Kevin Smith to film a documentary about the recording session in eight days. Various issues, including a love triangle between Moog, Nora, and JJ, heighten the tensions between the band members and causes the filming to descend into chaos. There's no cold open on this. We start with the band just sitting around, and I think Dr. T says, I can't do this in G. And Floyd says, well, then we'll start it in J. <laughs> and I'm just, I shook my head. But, I mean, it's funny. And then all of a sudden, Kevin Smith comes in, introduces himself. Of course, he knows them because everybody knows everybody in the show. Mm-hmm. And he tells everybody to, to not look at the camera. And what do they do? They look at the camera. Yeah. Like, breaking of the fourth wall. Still cute. I Like, yeah. I, will, I will fall for that every time. I I didn't like this format um, where the whole thing is, is them filming a documentary. Like there were a lot of funny little jokes here and mm-hmm. there. Um, like Zoot spends the whole episode, like who's going to play me? And he keeps picking people that are dead and they're like, Nope, they died. And he's like, what? When? Yeah. I, I think that should have gotten on my nerves, but it made me laugh every single time. Because uh, he's just so clueless. But, um, yeah, there's a lot more J.J. in this episode. I hate him. <laughs> uh, Penny, like, is around. It almost seems like she's kind of like the Yoko of yeah. the group. She's, like, inserting herself into moments she doesn't need to be there. Um, I laughed at Dr. T's sweater that Penny created for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Which, how Floyd was jealous of it. Yeah. 
And he's like, all right, well, then I'll get her to make one for everyone. Well, good. Well, fine. Okay. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. You're welcome. The Thanks. Light argument. Uh, that scene was very funny. Like, some of this, like, stupid stuff that happens in this was funny, but mm-hmm. the story overall was meh. Um, the bunnies. You can't I, forget the bunnies. Oh, the bunnies were so cute. Like, for animal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Until we like... start to see that they multiply like bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked how uh, Lips was like, kept calling in different celebrities to come show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end, like, Nora's wanting him to call Paul McCartney mm-hmm. or a Beatle. And, um, She's like keeps bringing this up, and he keeps bringing in diff- like the wrong people, and um, so then she's like, "Well, maybe we don't need a beetle or whatever." And so then he declines a call from Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah, that like blink and you miss it moment made me laugh a lot. Yeah, it started off with a member of the Bangles, which Bangles Beatles yeah. under be to be understood, and then it was Paula Abdul, mm-hmm. which ends up working. With Floyd on his soup episode. Yeah. Which plays into the episode nine. Okay. And then it ends up with a Paul McCartney cameo, Miss If You Blink It, on the phone. Yeah. Oh, we did get Morgan Freeman. Yes. We had Morgan Freeman and we also had, um, oh crap, I'm I'm about to get hate mail. Who is the guy that did The Lord of the Rings? It's not a Disney, Peter Jackson. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's okay. I had to think about it for a second because I knew, but my brain was like yeah. fried. I was like, I was like, suit, like, what? Um, so like, there's the romantic tension between um Nora and Moog continues in this episode, but it looks like she's getting back together with JJ, mm-hmm. and her sister is like, I'm still Team Moog. Uh, I, I, I think. I wonder if they would have, like, cut out the documentary part of this and moved, like, combined it with one of the other episodes or something. It might have worked better. Yeah. But they could have done without this whole thing. Like, we got some really funny jokes and cameos, but the story was kind of not great. And so that brings us into episode eight, which is entitled Virtual Insanity. Which is Nora and JJ publicize the album by introducing the mayhem to the internet. Auto corrects the mayhem's tweet into a public relations nightmare. And so JJ uses the media frenzy to book a virtual conference concert inside inside Minecraft, much to Moog's displeasure. And JJ convinces Nora to move into him and move in with him, move into him. That's a whole other movie, and resume their romantic relationship. So. The cold open where they're all in the vehicle. This is pre them getting their cell phone. Uh huh. And they're just calling out names of albums and animals suggestions. Songs. Music. Music songs. <laughs> Stop. Oh my gosh. The, the whole cold open was. I felt like this might have been my favorite. Um, part of this episode there's like there's another scene later that's like a close second or maybe the whole series these album names were so funny yeah uh, something's happening time out sorry my phone is trying to take over my Skype I was wondering. okay sorry about that no you're fine yeah. I don't know why it's doing that but um <laughs> okay I think we're back. Sorry about that. Wow. <laughs> so we were talking about the album, <laughs> the album names, and I would have bought any of them. Yeah, they. I get even more would at- have bought movie or a music song. Music songs. You don't bring me white fish. <laughs> Bubblegum dreams and emotional support. Um, <laughs> he who rocked it rolled it. It yeah. seems like they they get more out there as you go. Mr. Fluff and the Puff Police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I, say Sgt. Pepper. There there, were there were some great album names on it. And I mean, they've got album names for days. 
somebody just needed to take those down and start writing them down for when they did actually start releasing albums. So I wish I knew my dad made me laugh out loud. That was good. And then Zoot, we made an album. (laughs) Which I think is an which is the name of someone's album out there. Is we made an album. Oh, that's fun. So we cut the actual episode, and they should have never been given phones. But then, of course, if they would have done that, then we wouldn't have had episode eight. We probably wouldn't have had episode nine. And then we could have just moved on to the happy climax of episode ten. Yeah. I would have been okay with that. Yeah. But I laughed when um, Teeth said, I don't trust anything without buttons. And I was like, well, that's every iPhone ever created. And then the first tweet was just a tweet. That made me laugh. And then Hannibal, and they're trying to destroy the internet. And I think when I was first watching it the first time through, I texted you about episode 8 because they had the Swifties, the Beehives, the Believers, and the Monsters Uh all attacking the van. Those were funny. Like, the different fandoms as... Like gangs was funny. Um, the ta- so the Swifties obviously is the one that that I love the most. Um, and they're like sweaters that look a lot like the Taylor Swift cardigans. I am wearing one right now. <laughs> uh, they're like virtual concert being under attack by the fan groups was unexpected. I wanted to be annoyed by the Minecraft part, but it did make me laugh quite a lot. But the fan gangs was like close second to the band or to the album names as my favorite. Now it when they started the Minecraft episode and I'm or the Minecraft concert and I'm sorry I'm not a, I'm not a Minecraft person so hopefully one of our friends can explain this. What is the deal with Steve? Because the because the concert says ladies gentlemen uh, creepers stalkers and Steve. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. Never played Minecraft. I haven't. Well, some of the kids from my class played it, so that's about as close as I ever got to it. And then did you see how Who, Lot, Who Lips got killed by in Minecraft? No. A Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> it's a Taylor Swift fan, and then it had numbers after it, and I didn't catch what numbers they were. It was like, uh-huh. yeah, a Swifty killed Lips in, in Minecraft. Well, now I have to go look, because... Um... She likes to, uh, well, we, this isn't a Taylor Swift podcast. We could probably, okay, go, probably ahead, do go ahead. We're, we're, I mean, we're talking, well, like, it's related. She like hides little Easter eggs and like coded things in her, like everything. So in I'm like wondering, thing. um, if now it had happened... I got me wanting to look it up. So that way we can break the internet because yeah. hopefully we'll have a couple Swifties and a couple believers because I'm, I think I'm going to hashtag all four of them on there so that way they'll be like wait what's this podcast and what are they doing why are they talking about swift i liked um like so like animals uh minecraft character is like eating the dnt mm-hmm. just like in his mouth um oh, seven eight four nine that doesn't like immediately mm-hmm. ring a bell as a swifty i can say that doesn't that doesn't catch my attention real big but it probably means something. They wouldn't just put it there if it didn't. Or maybe they would to throw the Swifties off. Yeah. Who uh, knows? Janice is like, uh, we're bringing so many fans together. And they're like, yeah, and their hatred of us, which made me laugh. They turn it around and save the day. But, like, I felt like the whole – this was funny and fun, but it didn't add much to the story um, their phone addiction, I felt like maybe that was trying to um, be some kind of commentary on influencers or something. Mm-hmm. I was annoyed by it. Like, there's always some cute little moral lesson in Muppet content, it seems, but that wasn't what I came here for. <laughs> um, like... I'm going to be watching this on a device and talking about it on a device. So, like, please don't lecture me about, like, <laughs> my addiction to devices. Like, I'm consuming your content. Um, okay, off the soapbox. I wondered if it was commentary about something like that, and I was annoyed. I didn't – I could have done without most of this episode. Except for Zoot and his wanting the cloud to work. 
Yeah. And then it finally just drops all the pictures, and I'm just like, all right, here's my iPhone. Give me all of mine. (laughs) Cloud's broken, man. It was, he is like such a boomer. It made like his frustration with like, where'd the pictures go? Like it didn't print it. That made me laugh so much. Um, There really isn't much of a cliffhanger in this, except that like Moog sees um, Nora and JJ celebrating and he's like jelly. Hmm. Uh, He's not happy about that. So we move into episode nine. Which, unfortunately, was another episode that probably could have been combined with another one to make it a little easier to do. It was called Drift Away. Mm-hmm. It's the album is complete, and Mayhem has been invited to play the Hollywood Bowl. Unfortunately, the band has gotten caught up in their new solo pursuits. This leads to them announcing their split live during a podcast with Charlemagne the God. Meanwhile, Moog is upset with Nora over the band's distraction and her relationship with JJ. So, Cold Open has everybody on their phones. Nora's driving. Nora's a little bit miffed that she's turned into their chauffeur, for lack of a better term. And then she says something about, I just don't understand why y'all aren't all getting sick. And then suddenly, it's like, that triggers them. And then you start hearing them start to work without going too graphic. And we cut to the open. And it's yeah, like, they're all, like, feeling queasy. Um, so I think they could have cut some of this and cut a lot of episode eight and combined them. Mm-hmm. Because it's about them, like, adapting to technology and then having, like, phone addiction. Which, I mean, that's a real thing. But they could have put these two things together and made one episode, and it would have like made for a tighter, better series, I think. Yeah. Um, although some of their solo pursuits were pretty fun. Like I enjoyed seeing Janice as like a YouTube content creator, like doing yoga. Yeah. And that was fun. Yeah. So the con- the content that they were putting together, Animal was a TikTok celebrity because mm-hmm. he had killer rhythm. Which, who would have figured that? Um, uh, yeah, Floyd became a jingle guy because of his soup to dupe single. Janice becomes a cult leader by total accident, mm-hmm. which leads to the greatest line of the entire show. For Shirleyans will be spared during the reckoning. <laughs> which, you heard it here first, become a For Shirleyan. For sure. Um, let me see. Zoot became a Instagram photographer extraordinaire with blurry photos that took upwards of $10,000 a um, picture. Teeth ended up going, professing his love, and starting a worldwide cruise for all things hot with Penny, yeah. which was kind of funny. And Lips turns into Steve Jobs. And tries to save the world by saving the cheerleader. So that could have been the episode right there. You could have cut that and then we could have gone to episode 10, which is We Will Rock You. Nora and Moog embark on a mission to reunite the mayhem in time for the Hollywood Bowl concert after they turn her down. However, Nora grows despondent and leaves, prompting Animal to take action to save his family. It's all about family. So, um, I think their cold open in this is really like a montage. It's like a previously on. Well, the cold open itself was the part of every day. Oh, that's right. And and T says, Lips has a photographical mind when it comes to lyrics and stuff. And so they're like, why are we showing you this? So we show you the first nine episodes, get you caught up. So that way you could have skipped three of them and still be in exactly where we were. Eight hours later. Yeah. The, yeah, I think like the exposition in this like 30 seconds completely eliminated. Like this should have told them like if we could like summarize all those episodes in this part, maybe we don't need those episodes, mm-hmm. but it's like more of them on their solo pursuits. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Teeth and Penny are about to take off on a cruise. They're all, like, just doing their things. We get to see, 
like the the whole like scope of Janice's accidental cult, which again <laughs> they looked really cozy, and I probably would have wanted to be a part of that. For but like, sure. they, I liked getting to see all of these, but we see it in the context of them like, hey, Nora's left, and they're they're trying to just get everyone back together so they can go and catch her before she's. Yeah, I laughed when um. Hannah. It wasn't Hannah. This once again makes for great. Uh, Kristen Shaw. Okay. Plays Jenny. Yeah. And for those of you who have no clue who I'm talking about, she played on Last Man on Earth. She is the voice of um, Louise on um, Bob's Burgers. Totally makes that show. Yeah, I love her. And her and. Pepper are carrying on a conversation in a room that is way too big for two people. But it's kind of as, as if he's thinking that one day he's going to have all these chairs filled up with suits so that way they could tell him that his eyes are, ideas are all great. Yeah. And then we cut to Dr. Teeth getting ready to shove off and being told that it's Daiquiri O'Clock. And we come to find out that Animal was actually the glue that held the mayhem together because mm-hmm. it almost broke them up when he was gone originally in what episode of yeah. Earth 3. three. One of those. And so, of course, them being technologically advanced, they hashtag back to the bowl. And, of course, the concert rocks. And it gets sold out immediately. And Hannah actually realizes that she's learned to live in the moment because she wasn't live streaming or putting it on the internet or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And second best part of the entire show was a Statler and Waldorf cameo. Yes, I love. I, like I was so excited. I had seen it accidentally in the credits um, when I was like reading something, so I didn't. I knew they were coming, but I didn't know when, and so I was so happy to see them. Yeah. Getting thrown out of the concert. <laughs> That's the best thing that could happen to us. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Nora runs away and then the band gets back together and then Nora comes back to the band and they like kind of make her part of the family and now they're going to go on the road again, but with the tour manager. Yeah. And we realize that Zoot has had a moment, a memento moment with all of his photos because he has no memory of anything shorter than three seconds prior when he took the picture. He's like, oh, there's that sandwich that I liked, and there's me cashing that check, and there's the... And so they end up, and I'm wondering if it is a limited series or if it actually has been renewed for a second season, because it hasn't got a... It is not on um, TV series finale as yeah. being canceled. I wonder, man, I hope they don't give it another season because they don't need it. And I, it pains me to say that because, like, I, like, we've talked about the Muppets a lot at this point. <laughs> I love Muppets. Um, I get excited about anything to do with Muppets. I, I was, ex- I was so excited about this show. Um, but I actually have, like, I, we've talked already about how, you know, they could have made this shorter. And I wonder if they could have just made it into, like, a movie. Mm. There were so many good jokes that wouldn't have fit into a movie, but the story would have been better, I think, if it had mm-hmm. been feature length. So I, as much as I liked this, I didn't love it enough to be, like, clamoring for more. So I hope not. Man, I hope not. I'll watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to. Well, it's got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fairly fresh. Yeah, that's high for Muppets. Because yeah. it seems like a lot of Muppet stuff gets, like, kind of not great ratings. Yeah, and it's got a 70 on Metacritic. So it is, it's, got, it's got pretty good reception. And I honestly want the album. I would love to have a vinyl of this album. I wonder if that. Walt Disney Records released a series soundtrack digitally and streaming alongside a vinyl LP titled The Electric Mayhem. Featured the first 14 tracks of the full soundtrack. It required original songs written by Linda Perry and cover songs of popular songs. And it was number one on the Billboard's Kids album. So 
Huh. Yeah. I'm not seeing it on shopdisney.com, but maybe maybe they don't have it there. I would just be, oh, let me see. Ooh, all right, yeah. I'm trying to look because it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's got seven actual covers, which I think we actually heard during the show because it was True Colors, Have a Little Faith in Me, Join Together, God Only Knows, Bridge Out Over Turbo Water, Rock and Roll All Night, and Part of Every Day. And All You Need Is Love. So I'm just upset that they don't have Super Dupe. <laughs> Or the mumble rap episode. The mumble rap would have been. They didn't put Rock and Robin on there. I guess there was some problems with that. So, so I think we did pretty good because we're at about forty minutes on this episode. Well, that's not bad. Uh, well, I thought this was fun. I I wanted to love it. There were things about it I did love, mm-hmm. but overall, I liked it. I don't think I'll watch it again. I might pick and choose episodes out to watch again. Yeah. Or, like, look for clips on YouTube or something to just watch the funny things. All right, so which ones would you watch if you if you were locked in a room and said you had to watch three episodes? Um, let me get the list so I can see it. So I would probably watch the first one again. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember which episode it is. The animal runs away. Is it uh, the third three. one? Yep. Yeah, so I would watch that just for Animal. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a hit song. I don't think we said this, but like they make a hit song in that episode, but they give it to Zed and whatever that whoever that girl was. <laughs> I, I we are like going to get so much hate mail for this episode. There's like so many um, like younger musical artists that I don't recognize that I'm starting to realize like oh gosh I'm like turning into my parents. Um, like I'm at that age now where I like it just can't keep up with all of it. Um, yeah. But I didn't like that song. I hated that song. I hated how many times they played it. It was dumb. So if I could watch the animal parts of episode three without that part, I would. Um, let's see. I would skip. I probably watch four. I would skip five um, mm. with the the psychedelic marshmallows. <laughs> Um, I did like episode six. I'd probably watch it again. And, um, let's see between like seven, eight, nine, and 10, I'd probably pick seven and eight, but I would, I would only want to watch parts of them. Cause like we didn't like episode seven where they're making the documentary, but there were parts mm-hmm. of that that were so funny. I'd probably watch it again and just enjoy the parts that I liked. And then, um, the the bit with the different like fan gangs and the uh like Minecraft concert in episode eight were worth it. So that's I don't know. I wouldn't watch it all again at once, I'll say that. But I would watch most of the episodes again just like on their own if I was like looking for something easy and fun to watch. Well, considering considering they were all released on the same day on May the tw- May the tenth of twenty twenty three, they had an idea that someone was going to go out there and binge them all, as we have done in the last week. Yeah, for definite. I thought it was too much to try to binge over a couple of days, but also, I sp- I tried spreading out watching them, and that didn't work for me either. But now that I know. I think it'll be easier to go back and rewatch here and there. Yeah. But if, if it had been a movie, I would definitely watch it again. I would watch uh, episodes one, three, and I'm trying. I'm trying to remember because there was one where they were sitting watching Elton John from like the original Muppet Show. I know what you're talking about. Um, or and- if they would actually have like a because I know they have. They have a way where you can like stream set certain episodes of certain shows mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. I would see if there was a way to like watch all of the Mayhem together since they were the background band on the Muppet Show. Yeah. Just because there were so many hit artists and the fact that Lips was Menomina 
which was what made him who he is today, because everybody knows, well, I can't say everybody. You and I know Menomina, because it'll probably be the outro for the show. Yeah, Keaton does. Um, They're watching, I think, Elton John stuff. There's There's a scene in episode four. I think it's when she's, like, discovering. She's watching their old concerts. So maybe that's not it, but... I know what you're talking about. It's going to drive me nuts now. I have to watch the whole show again, so I know what you're... No. Know what Don't do that. Yeah, I, I definitely would not watch five, six, and probably nine, just because, I mean, you take those out and you got a pretty succinct album, or a pretty succinct show, and you would actually get Swifties, the Beehive, the Believers, and the Monsters, so you don't throw out the, the funny part of the minecraft episode yeah you know what um i wish well maybe i'm glad they didn't do this but i i wish that if they weren't going to follow up on it they would have left out the part of oh janice has a a long lost twin sister and that's why she cares about hannah and nora like making up or whatever um i wish that if they weren't going to follow through on that they would have left that whole part out yeah there's several parts that could be picked up if they decide to do a season two. Like, what happened to the sister? What happened to the girl that Janice stole Floyd from? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they could do that in a in a movie or a Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas, all seasons inclusive. A holiday special. special. Yes. The Muppets Holiday Special. Coming soon to Disney+. Plus. All right, so have we beaten Animal up enough for this? Yeah, I think so. Little guy. Poor thing. Baby Animal was not that cute in Muppet Babies or in the new Muppet Baby. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. I haven't seen that, so I wouldn't know. Well, I just know because I watched Muppet Babies growing up, so that's the only way that I know about that. I haven't watched the new one just because it's basically one show that's on every time that thompson's up i'm trying to introduce him to new stuff but it's not working the world's youngest podcast host has a one-track mind <laughs> and it is not disney stuff it's barely thundercats right now so all right if you were listening last week you know what is coming up next we have had some new additions into the disney plus pantheon even though they are not actually Disney movies, we will be covering Raiders of the Lost Ark next week. I'm already excited about it. I don't know how I really feel because it's going to bring me in the feels just to see all those bad Nazis get beat up and die. Oh, excuse me. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your homework for next week. And until we talk again, stay safe. Stay hungry, and for Shirleyans, be spared the reckoning. <laughs> Talk to y'all next week. For sure. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye.
Thank <laughs> you. 